Do you have a tricky work problem that you need to solve? I have a great podcast recommendation for you featuring a pair of expert women. Whether you're just starting your career or a seasoned professional, check out Fixable, a podcast from TED. Hosted by Harvard professor Frances Fry and her wife, leadership coach Ann Morris, the brilliant duo provide honest, actionable advice to help you navigate everything from a gaslighting manager to returning to work after parental leave. They'll leave you feeling empowered and ready to act. Listen to Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. Earlier this month, I sat down with Sheila Heen, Harvard professor and author of Thanks for the Feedback in episode 24, which was all about getting the feedback you need, how to seek it, make the most of it, and not let it crush your confidence. But today's boss tip is all about being on the other side of the feedback equation, giving it. For first-time managers, this can be an especially daunting task. You might be afraid of coming off as harsh not wanting your personal preferences to impact your work relationships, or like most of us, just want to avoid confrontation. The first thing to recognize is that giving feedback isn't the mean thing to do. Quite the opposite. Giving feedback is the charitable, generous thing to do. Giving feedback is what you do when you believe in someone's capacity to do better and when you want to help them along their professional journey. One of our Bossed Up Bootcamp alums, who I recently interviewed for a feature in my forthcoming book, actually told me about a job she briefly held where her manager flatly refused to give her feedback, even when she asked for it. And things there fell apart pretty quickly. Not only is giving feedback a key part of being a good manager, it's an expected part. So how can you become more comfortable giving feedback? Here are a few key tips to keep in mind. First, know the time and place. If you don't already have regular intervals for giving and receiving feedback, make some. I'd say weekly is too often and yearly is too rare. I like to make time for quarterly or at the very least biannual reviews so as to make it clear to your staff when they can expect to give and receive feedback so they can emotionally prepare and not constantly worry about getting big picture reviews on regular check-in meetings. Now, that doesn't mean you shouldn't provide spot coaching and positive feedback a lot more often, but rather save the big picture feedback on performance for designated review conversations so that everyone can come to the table prepared. Second, get specific about behaviors. It's not helpful to present too much feedback centered on your perception. Things like, oh, well, you just seem a little bit off, or you're lacking executive presence, or you sound unprepared. All of those adjectives are super hard to interpret because they're highly subjective and based more on your perception than specific behaviors the team member can adjust. So stick to the facts. What behaviors and actions should they continue to do? What behaviors and actions aren't serving them well and should be minimized? The most useful feedback focuses on what the person is doing because that's what's most in their control. Lead with intent. Giving negative feedback is never easy, and it's no cakewalk to be on the receiving end either. But here's a handy trick that can help you deliver constructive criticism with grace. Lead with why you're about to tell them what you're about to tell them. Truly start with answering what your intentions are behind delivering this feedback. Perhaps it's as simple as, 
I want to make sure you're aware of the perception you're giving off that you might not know of already. Or it might be, I want to make sure that in future interviews, you lead with your best foot forward. So, or it might be more along the lines of, I know that public speaking is something you're really working hard on and wanted to bring this one consideration to your attention. Finally, paint a brighter picture for tomorrow. In lieu of providing constructive criticism that focuses solely on what not to do, close by clarifying what they should do in the future if presented with similar circumstances. Okay, so you didn't appreciate them speaking up and interrupting you in the middle of your presentation to upper management, but what should they have done differently? How should they handle it the next time they have a contribution in real time that they want to make without stepping on your toes? Paint a clear picture of what should be done down the road to ensure everyone feels respected. Do you give feedback as part of your role? What have you found to be most helpful in ensuring your feedback goes over smoothly? I want to hear from you. And I definitely want to hear from you if you put these boss tips to use in your life. Hit me up on social media at Emily Aries, that's Emily with an I-E, and Bossed Up Org. Leave a comment at bossedup.org slash episode 31. And as always, weigh in on the conversation in the Bossed Up Courage community on Facebook. I can't wait to hear what you think. Let's face it. Speaking up at work can be really hard to do, especially for women and women of color. When the stakes are high and you've already worked so hard to just be the only woman in the room and you want to get everything right, you want to have all your facts and figures accurate before making your voice heard, it's just so much easier to stay silent instead. Researcher Deb Chahansky calls this loss of voice phenomenon. And it actually emerges in adolescent women at greater rates than men, and it sticks with us for the rest of our lives. Self-silencing behavior can actually become an unconscious habit unless we consciously engage in practicing our assertive communication skills. And we here at Bossed Up have set out to help women like you do just that. Speak Up, my live assertive communication course is back open for enrollment, and we're kicking off a new cohort launching this June. Over the course of eight life-changing weeks, you'll have access to interactive online curriculum and live weekly practice sessions where you, Irene and I, and a cohort of fellow Speak Up bosses who are owning their voice, overcoming the social messages that have taught us to keep silent, and really learning to strategically and assertively communicate when it matters most, we'll actually have the practice time to rewire our brains, create new neural pathways, and build better habits when it comes to speaking up with confidence and precision and assertively communicating in the workplace. Learn more and enroll today to secure your spot at bossedup.org speakup. That's bossedup.org speakup.